Well, folks, welcome to One More Edition Politics and Radmeg. Bertovol is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. And I am tired as hell. I'm tired. Actually, though, feel good. Today I went to have uh, some coffee with one of my good friends, uh, Dr. Jay Tice. You know, he's one of the guys that uh, we did Occupy Kingwood together. We really kind of turn things out in our very conservative community by occupying a corner of a street for 52 consecutive week Saturdays. 52 consecutive Saturdays we were out there tolerating all the good stuff, the bad stuff, and all of that. And, you know, hadn't seen him in a while, you know, since I was in D.C., etc. Went to see my, my, my good old brother and said, hey, how you doing? But we had to sit out in the sun because the Starbucks was packed, completamente lleno. Took Ashley there. She was. She actually got a seat inside where she could get some of her work done, etc., etc. Anyway, we had a great time, folks. How are you doing? I'm tired. If I fall asleep, wake me up, okay? Bridge. If I fall asleep, send me a, te- a loud text or call the telephone number so that I can wake up. All right. All right. Maywood, welcome aboard. Bridge of pieces. Hey, peeps, Eric Hayes is in the house. Paul Fleming is in the house. AVQ, Michael Rutten is in the house. We also have, uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, quien más está aquí. We also have, I'm calling folks out. Yes, I'm calling folks out. Nanette Bird-Smith says, hi. Hey, folks, if you are already in the house, let me know that this stuff is blinking on this thing again. It stopped for a while, and then it started back again. I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to shut this particular window down just to make sure that they must have a bug in the software. And I don't want it to crash like it did yesterday again. So, guys, I'm not going to be putting anything up on the screen at this point in time until I work this out and figure this out. Anyhow, so if you have anything to put on the screen, sorry, I won't do it today. But anyhow, let's see what else we got here. Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. We have in the house Eric Hayes as well. <coughs> we also have Yvette Avery Herod. Yvette Avery Herod is in the house. We also have Deb Denny in the house. Who else am I missing before I go further? But folks, if you are just coming in, give us that thumbs up on YouTube. Make sure that the thing takes us along. Also, give us that like on Facebook and follow on Twitter. All right, here we go. Michael Rod- Alistair Waters, I just saw your name pop up somewhere. Yeah, there we go. Alistair says, hi, everyone. How you doing, Alistair? Hey, Alistair, it hasn't been as hot as hot as it has been, but it's hot, yes. But somehow it doesn't feel like as hot as it has been over the last several weeks. Do you feel the same way as well? Or am I just kind of getting so damn used to it? It's wishful thinking. Our brother, Lee Grant, is in the house. He just got in. Man, we've got a full house today. But we need you to go ahead and give us that thumbs up and, and share as well. Share, 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 share. Come on down. Okay, let's go with Rudnan. He says, common dreams. All of us are paying the price as corporate profits surge to record high. $2 trillion, federal Data p- 
published Thursday shows that non-financial corporate profits in the U.S. surged to an all-time record of $2 trillion in the second quarter of 2022 as companies continued jacking up prices, pushing inflation to a 40-year high to the detriment of workers and consumers, according to the figures released by Commerce Department's Bureau Economic Analysis. Corporate profit margins over the past three months were the widest they have been since the 1950s as an ongoing price hikes pad the bottom lines of large businesses and eat into paychecks of employees. Cust- corporate price gouging is the primary cause of inflation. Government collective bargaining price controls, windfall taxes, and nationalization of industries are the solution. Capitalism in this form does not work because it chases whatever you got. I want to stop right here to put a little bit of meat onto the bones of what was just pointed out there by Michael Rudnan because I don't think too often we explain it good enough. Look, there are two reasons for price hikes. Either gouging of some form or scarcity where people bid on the price of an object. Let's give a good example here. Let's say used cars. Let's say that they're not building cars right now and people cars every year, some cars go bad. And every year you have a certain amount of people have cars in the parking lot. Now, if... If a lot of people need cars, they go to the parking lot and they will pay any price because they must have the car. So they will pay any price. That any price that they would pay, meaning the increase in price. In other words, somebody bid $1,000 on it and somebody say, hey, I'll give you $1,100. That is inflation. That is inflation caused by demand. In other words... Since there is a lot of demand and not a lot of supply, people are willing to spend more for that particular product. That is sort of like a voluntary type of inflation, right? In other words, I'm willing to pay more. But there's another kind of inflation where it comes to products like, let's say, gasoline. The corporations know that you got a stimulus back. The corporations know that you have a few more dollars in your pocket. So there is an, they know that that has created an imbalance. It's not really a true imbalance. What that has created is I can raise the price of gasoline and other products that people must have. And because people must have that, whatever they have in the bank, whatever they have left in credit, or whatever they can beg for, a stimulus that comes in, they will use that to cover the cost, and the corporations know that. So therefore, they can lie to you and tell you that gasoline prices are higher because of the war in Iraq, because of shortages created uh, because of Russian oil. And people just sit back and buy it, and they create, and, and, and because they now are charging more for the gasoline and diesel, etc., Everything that is dependent on gasoline and diesel goes up in price. Why? That grocery store that sells your canned goods, those canned goods have to be shipped to you, either by truck, by rail, by air, whatever. All those costs go up because the gasoline prices that one must have goes up. Did it cost more to grow the plants? No. Did any of that cost more? The fertilizer? 
Well, Ukraine makes a lot of fertilizer, so that created a, a, a particular fertilizer issue, or should say Russia does, right? But guess what? Russia needed to unload fertilizers. Russia needed to unload products that it exported, and it had to do it through the back door, which means those things where Russia exported would have been sold at a discount, leaving the rest of the market flooded with stuff to buy. And, therefore, since oil production wasn't in Ukraine, but in Russia, since that oil continued to be produced, we had a glut of oil because, again, that oil was being sold to India and China, who said to hell with what the U.S. says. If I can get a break from my people, a lower cost in gasoline and a barrel of oil, I'm going to do it. You can't blame India. You can't blame, uh, you can't blame China. Neither India or China are asking America to defend them. They are countries that are handling things on their own. They make their own decisions. So they decide to buy the oil from Russia on the cheap. That oil that they buy is oil they're not buying from other companies, which means that creates a glut. If you have a glut, more people are, you know, that price should fall. But that's not what we did. We create imaginary shortage. We just put into the news media, war in Ukraine, COVID, and shut down gasoline, gasoline refineries. And in doing those things... We give a simulation that the price of gasoline should be higher. But here is the kicker, people. People did not drop the amount of gasoline they purchased by much. They dropped it by 2% with it going all the way up. They dropped it. on. So that means the fact that you could go to any gasoline pump and find gasoline. There was never any lines or anything. It proves that there was never a shortage and that, that windfall profit that you see all these corporations showing was simply a gouging of America. So all of those people who are enslaved mentally into believing that Biden or some governmental institute or organization had anything to do with oil prices going up, with, the pro- with inflation going up, they are dreaming. It is the evil corporations who, because they had the choice and they have the pricing power and they could do it, they did it. They caused this inflation not because of shortages and huge supply chain problems. Yes, there were supply chain problems in certain areas, cars for because of microprocessors, etc., But for food and many other things, there was no shortages, no reason for price increases. We should have had spot inflation and not overall inflation. The American companies screwed its own and then said, look at the government. And people who don't think or people who don't have, uh, who have not yet had the information told to them, believe that stuff. Again, inflation in America today was caused by corporations. And look at what they're going to do to ask us to pay for it. They're going to increase interest rates 
the, the, uh, the demand deposit stays the same, but they're going to increase interest rates and increase interest rate. Look at what happens. We paid the inflation. We paid the corporations all this money in inflation. And then it's going to turn around and we're going to pay the banks higher rates of, infl- uh, higher rates of interest so that we don't buy more products at high prices. So instead of buying products at high prices, we now give the bankers higher interest rates. So the prices now come, stay the same or come down, but they still take our money for those of us who had to purchase things on credit. If you don't see the evil, if you are absent to the evil in this system, then we can sell you anything. But you see, this isn't really marketed on MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox News, or anything like that. They're not going to tell you that it is by design that this system screws you. They don't tell you that. They don't want to tell you the truth about this economic system. But that is what's happening. Now, if, there, if anybody wants to refute anything that I said, I would love for you to do it. I am ready with answers. Second item from Michael Rudnan. Egberto, Chris Becker, Econ tweeted a graph image that I hope you put on the screen. I can't put that one on the screen, but it says, we can argue until the cows come home about the cost of inflation, but we can't lose sight of the basic moral point that is outrageous, that corporations are seeing skyrocketing profit while purchasing power for so many American households de- is declining. Again, uh, you, we, I, I don't like that sentence, Rudnin. We can argue until the cows come home about the cause of inflation. We don't need to argue about the cause of inflation. We know what the cause of inflation is. We argue when we want to promote something that is not true. We know what the causes are. Michael Rennes says, Reuters, U.S. Justice Department releases redacted document that underpins Trump's search. Conservatives have been asking for the affidavit for the Mayor Largo search. Well, here it is. And in the redaction, the first 25 points are minimal, specific to names of FBI agents and classified national defense information that they expected to find. Time to crush another right-wing bubble talking point. The FBI had considerable information about what they would find in the search. They went in and they found it. All right, Egberto, of all my posts today, I hope you read this long one from the EPA. Okay, I'll do you the favor and read it real fast. Here we go. Following through the Biden-Harris administration commitment to tackle environmental injustice and improve public health, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is taking a significant action under Administrator Reagan's PFA's uh, strategic roadmap to protect people and communities from the health risks posed by certain PFAs. Also, that's, those are permanent uh, pollutants, also known as forever chemicals. EPA is proposing to designate two of the most widely used per and polyfluorokill substances as hazardous substances under the Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation, and Liability Act, also known as Superfund. The rulemaking would increase transparency around proposals uh, applies to uh, perfluorooctanoic acid and perfluorooctanate sulfonic acid, including their salts and structural isomers, and is based on significant evidence that PFOA and PFOS may present a substantial danger to human health or welfare or the environment. PFOA and PFOS can accumulate and persist in the human body for long periods of time, and evidence from laboratory animals and human epidemiology studies indicate that exposure to PFOA and and PFOS chemicals are just two of the categories whose we must 
be ended as they have already spread everywhere in the environment with 97% of Americans having them in their blood and their concentrations are only getting higher until their use is discontinued. Thank you. All right, let's, let's go down the list now with what else people have to say before I go to my videos. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. So Ashley Biden leaves her diary in a halfway house after her drug issues and Hunter leaves laptops and crack. I'm not going to go there. That is silly. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, let's go down. I'm scrolling down to what people have to say. Alistair Waters says, yes, brother, temps have, have mellowed out some. Thankfully, I'm glad I've been able to get some vitamin D. I went to walk in with Ashley this morning to give her her therapy. And yeah, I told her, hey, we got our vitamin D today. Bridge MCP says, no, they just did deals with Sun, uh, Saudis and China. No biggie. All right. Da- Daniel Ledo says, Eric Hayes, where is the laptop brimming with... Ah. Let's see what else we got here. Alistair Waters says, I've had many native Texans say one doesn't ever grow accustomed to the summer temperatures. Yeah, that's very true. AC Rodriguez is in the house. Uh, Paul Fleming says, watch the end is New York on Peacock for science deniers and lovers thereof. It will also give us solutions for the future. Thank you very much, my dear brother, Paul Fleming. Uh, Michael Rodriguez says, Egberto, let's say cars again. Where you have price fixing between manufacturing corporations and local dealerships to set price higher than they would be with a well-regulated free market. There's nothing called a well-regulated free market. We just need to get rid of what we call a capitalist market, which is nothing more than the instantiation of evil because what it does is it takes the money from the many to profit the few. That's all it does. And we can actually show the mathematical formula. I, can, I could write a mathematical formula that governs, governs our economic system. And the graphs that you see where all the money eventually goes up to the top, it's a simple, simple, simple formula that we all could understand from the elementary school. And that is, if, if something grows at 7%, X time 0.7, at 0.07, and something else grows at X time 0.03, all right? Point, and, and it's all equal Y. That says that eventually that 0.03 is going to, that the, the what being multiplied by 0.03 is going to go to zero. Or it, it appro- it's a derivative, right? It approaches zero. Why is that the case? Because as you, t- if, if, if an economy is growing at a lower rate than the top folks are, are growing themselves, Eventually, they grow to occupy the, the entire economy, right? That's just a mathematical reality, and that is what we're living through. There's no way to mitigate it other than redistribution because there's a flaw in the system where redistribution is a must. And we've been redistributing for a long time it, through taxes, etc. We just have to do it in a, more, in, in a much heavier manner, redistribution. Because first of all, let's be clear. Those folks who have billions, they didn't earn it. If you want to have a discussion on whether they earned it or not, we can. But no, the people who made billions did not earn the billions at all. Punto y final. No lo han ganado ellos. Continuing. All right, let's see. Bridge MCP said, no, I don't and don't care about their private life. Most times, kids are not to be spoken about unless those kids are government workers. Agreed. That's why we, we talk about uh, Ivanka Trump, but we don't talk about the others, crazy ones, right? He has a lot of kids. He has five kids. We only ever talk about Ivanka Trump and the one who tries to get into politics. We, don't, we leave the other kids alone. 
AC Rodriguez says, video is about Christian nationalism. It's spot on and funny. Yes, Christian nationalism is real. Replying to British MCP, I'll leave that alone. Let's see what else we got here. AC Rodriguez says, if gold, but scary too. Uh, British, uh, British MCP says, if, my, if by dad you mean rump. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. Nanette Bird Smith. That is a reply to somebody. I'm looking to things new. Daniel Ledo says the new the the the, the, the we have more evidence Biden is a pedophile than we have of oh Lord. Oh boy, I talk about anyway. Uh, I, I feel right. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, I can't read that long one right now, Michael. Uh, about Jerish Kudner. Eric says better things always have a cost. How do you pay for it? GoFundMe. Um, no, again, what is the cost? Determine cost. When uh, you are an accountant, uh, Herrick, everything that I said in the preamble, everything that I said up top, if you, if you are working from the, from the math that you learned when you went to accounting school, you would have understood everything that I said. If, however, you chose to color it through ideology, that's a mental problem, right? In other words, if I have physical numbers and you try to put physical numbers through ideology to come out with an answer that simply makes no sense, what can that be? Please explain to me. Uh, bad policy and overspending. I don't know what that means. I really don't understand that. Uh, over, was it an overspending when we gave $1.6 trillion in PPP money to folks who didn't? Deserve it? Anyway, we'll talk about that some other time. Bridge MCP says, Back in April, the New York Times reported that Jared Kushner for years of Saudi ass-kissing and murder excusing had paid off in the form of a $2 billion investment from the kingdom's sovereign wealth fund to his newly formed private equity fund. Yeah, that. And I wonder what Trump was doing with all those things. You think Trump was kind of telling them who are the spies in Saudi Arabia? I don't know. Bridge MCP says, Hats is on the way, Egberto. So that means Bridge MCP bought herself a hat. Don't forget to send us a picture with your hat and your shirt uh, because I know you have that one that you designed, Bridge. Don't forget, let us see that. Eric Hayes says, see, Egberto uh, won't even read stuff so funny, cherry pick. I, yeah, I cherry pick. I mean, look, if you put, look, let's look at the things that some people put up here. If you put something about a laptop from, from Hunter Biden and a diary from uh, Ashley Biden, why am I going to read that? There's no, there is no value to my audience, to your audience, for that. Does that help them pay a bill? Everything else, when we talk about the economic stuff that Brother Rudnan and, and AVQ and, and, and uh, others put in here, it, you know, it makes sense. But do you think I care about who's sleeping with who or who's... I don't care about that. All right, continue it. Uh, Alistair Waters, I tolerate temperatures up to 90 degrees without any trouble. Mm, okay, if you say so. And I'm going to get to a, a video in one minute. But before that, I want to say, Bridge MCPS, he was listening to Busy with Hunter and <laughs> I won't touch that. Nanette Barrett-Smith says, general question, does this group have a parliamentarian appointed and I missed it? Or is it self-appointed? Eric Hayes? Uh, Eric, answer Nanette Barrett-Smith. She's asking you a question. College Humor on GoFundMe. I run a website that hosts popularity contests where if you lose, you die. Our funky little Kickstarter turned into a diaspion pressure wave that, while helpful, is on, uh, is on the lane or collective reckoning with our society's pathological hatred of the working class and now all need therapy. Yeah, that is. Yes, that is. Okay. 
let's go ahead to our first video. It has to do with basic income. Wait, beforehand, AP News, FBI, ex-president Trump uh, mixed top secret classified docs in with magazines, newspapers, and personal correspondence. FBI's rationale for, uh, for search warrant, probable cause of obstruction. I agree. Oh, whoa. Yes is right. Okay, here we go with our first video. Uh, I think we go with the first video. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. We're coming live from Netroots Nation 2022. We are honored today to have Conrad Shaw once again. The last time I saw you was in 2019 or 2018. 2019 in Philadelphia. And let me tell you, uh, you spoke to us about basic income. First of all, before we get started, reintroduce yourself and the company that or, or, or the organization that you're with. Uh, yeah, my name is Conrad Shaw. Uh, I've been a, a universal basic income activist for six six years now. Uh, I'm here with two projects. One is a docu series mm-hmm. called Bootstraps that has been exploring the idea of basic income for the last little while. And uh, I'm also working with a startup company called Comingle mm-hmm. that's uh, trying to create uh, the first online basic income community. Right now, um, you just kind of tickle my my intel in interest how do you have a basic income community online what is that all about yeah so so i i i came into this work thinking okay the the end goal is you have to get the government to do a basic income for it right. to be a real basic income they have to do it in such a way that everyone gets it and we all pay taxes whatever it's worked out right on um, and just in the last couple of years I, I sort of realized you know tech platforms have a lot of power and they have very big communities and they're essentially their own little nations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, and they're, their power rivals nation states. Like we right. don't even know what to do with them. Right. So what if we build something that's a people-powered thing that that has its own effective sort of taxation structure and the whole purpose of this little government, this little nation, is to provide uh, basic income to all its members. So it's a, essentially it's like a mutual aid service, a place right. where people... Uh, come and they, they can pool money along a basic income model. Right. So uh, the nuts and bolts are everybody um, who joins commits to uh, contributing 7% of their income into a pot each week. And then that money, the money goes into the pot, uh, gets divvied up exactly equally and given back out to everybody. So what that means is if you have 100 bucks in income one week, uh, then you contribute $7 to so 7%. And if the pay and if the payout of the eventual pot is fifty dollars, you just came out forty three dollars ahead. Uh, that same week, if someone made you know a thousand dollars and contributes seventy, they put in seventy, got back out fifty, so they end up putting in twenty, right? So it becomes a redistributive mechanism for people to pool money, so that uh, it's basically a solidarity um, effort in which no one in the group ever sees a week where they have no income. Right. It's like right. give money when you got it. Get money when you need That's it. That's going to be a very good experiment because that also re, uh, that depends on uh, on folks to. It, it's almost like insurance, right? Yeah, and it's a, it's not insurance for the for the like the big disasters and things. Right. It's it's sort of because As, you get it no matter what every week. It's right. insurance for the day to day whatever pops up in your life. Have a little bit of money with which to deal with it. You know, now, how do you monitor the, the that the person is going to give their seven percent? Because it depends on a certain degree of compliance yeah right so that's part of uh building this thing to work effectively is um um just the the suite of financial technology tools make sure people are um 
connecting all their relevant bank accounts. You right. don't want someone connecting their like fake bank account and then making right. money elsewhere and not contributing right. and taking advantage of the system. Right. right. So we have to build in the security measures to make sure that people are actually reporting their income um, or that we are, we're able to track the right. income that they're making and uh, categorize it correctly. And, right. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the basic idea is it, it's tracked directly on a, on a real-time weekly basis through um, through financial tools. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's always going to, I mean, and I don't think that this should stop the, the development. I mean, but there's, I mean, even in our current tax system, that's an issue, right? So, I mean, yeah. it, that's just that's just an issue. Right. Uh, so, there's a, there's a question of how, to what degree is it acceptable if uh, small levels, edge cases of uh, misreporting go on. Like when someone makes money under the table, right? Um, it's not generally enough to, like, you know, bankrupt the country. Right. Right. So we have to decide at what level is this happening? At what level do we need to, to address it? Right. Um, and that's something we'll learn in practice. But well, yeah. And, and you, as long you as have we're getting to build the it, bulk you, of people's income, I think yeah. this will work. It'll hold Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an interesting concept. I would love to, I guess we'll, we'll speak again next year at the next conference when uh, you tell me how successful that new pool, that new, new thing is. But I, I like the concept of, we are not going to wait for those paid, uh, those, uh, in, what, what do we call it? corrupt politicians uh, to do or this. Incompetent or, or incompetent or disempowered or, or whatever disem- it is. We're not going to wait for that. We are going to actually try to build a model. And who knows? Maybe they'll decide, oh, I guess this stuff is going to work. And then stick with it. Let's go back to, to two years ago where you had this uh, basic income. You told me that uh, you were near the time where you were going to be able to evaluate the success of what people did with the money, etc. How did that work out? Uh, it was pretty great, actually. So, so for those who don't know, I, I've been working on a docu series called Bootstraps, and the premise of it was not to talk or philosophize or speculate about basic income, but to show it for real in practice. Mm-hmm. So, um, we worked with NetRoots Foundation. Actually, mm-hmm. we found twenty different people around the country, all different walks of life, different family types and households, and right. Um, and we raised money to run a basic income experiment with them. Right. So they, uh, they each received 1000 a month per adult and 333 a month per, per kid time, yeah. for two and a half years. Uh, we ran the entire experiment and saw what they did with the money, mm-hmm. um, and we filmed it all. Uh, and, I mean, it was great. It was, we, were, we were sort of gearing up for, you know, maybe some people won't use it as well. Maybe it'll be a slow burn while people get comfortable, right. and, and then things will happen. Um, I'm sort of surprised by how quickly just the knowledge of that income, not just the money coming in, but the knowledge that it'll keep coming right, in right, right. and the trust, it unleashed people. The, 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 the degree to which people started acting on the plans and dreams that they'd had for years and years and years, it was just immediate. It, it, right. was, it was pretty amazing. It blows, the, it blows the theory that people just want to get free money. Mm-hmm. You know, most people don't want just free money. Most people want to feel relevant. Most people want to feel... They want to matter. They want to matter. And, uh, you know, this, this theory that a lot of those in the upper structure believes that, oh, people just want to be to suck on the nipple or we're, something we're like that. We're resource accumulating robots. Yeah, that's bullshit. Right. It is complete bullshit. Yeah. 
I mean, completely. So, I mean, I'm glad that you guys did the experiment. I'm glad that the experiment proved the point that you thought in the first. Actually, it proved the point better than you expected it well, to And prove. we were also actually not trying to make it prove the point. Right. We were trying to kick the tires, right? We were trying right. to do it as an experiment. Right. So, we set it up in such a way that, you know, we embraced scary stories, people with addiction histories or criminal records. Oh, so records. you actually looked out for folks like that as well. Oh, yeah. We, did, we wanted to, like actually take people's very valid concerns how do you pay for it and right and what if people waste the money and say oh, you know what let's let's see let's just try right. it and see we're not trying to like trick people into ubi if people watch our series and what comes out of it our, our attitude has always been right and they come out of it with like a, a positive a feeling about basic income it will be because basic income sold itself right not right. because we sold it we had no interest in selling anything we right. wanted this is a journalistic and expert and uh, scientific um, effort. Now, how does that tie in? Now, what you've learned, how does that tie into this new uh, project that you're working on with the website? So, uh, my role. So, my wife is a documentarian, uh-huh. uh, Dave Schlossberg, mm-hmm. and she's the director. Mm-hmm. We came on to the documentary as uh, co co creators. My role was more to. Um, design the ubi trial do the research help her like get to the shoots and so i was in terms of production i was more of like a gopher and a helper and a producer right and i'm the ubi expert i'm the one who's like a more outward advocate for ubi right. in real life so i helped design the thing to like best represent a, a true honest ubi as much as you can with the right. pilot and then she's the one who's in charge of telling the story you know mm-hmm. well and with nuance um once um the UBI pilot was done and the filming was all done. There's less for me to do. Right. So I, I stepped away uh, and she's, she's doing post-production and editing and stuff. Uh, and I had all this time and all this knowledge uh, and some work I had done, like analyzing the economics of UBI. So, so the, uh, the, actually the original founder of Comingle reached out to me uh, and they had sort of a UBI ish idea. Right. And, and, I quickly said, you know what? I think we should make this pretty radical, and there's an opportunity here. I want to join the team. So right. I joined that team full time like two years ago. And uh, how's it going? Is it, is, it, is it, all the website calculations done yet? All the we have parts we've designed the thing in principle. I have like a working Excel spreadsheet version of the whole thing. Right. And um, uh, we've raised about forty percent of the budget we need to do the, the building and development. So we've. Is it possible for me to ask you about what kind of money is we talking about? We, uh, so our budget is around six hundred thousand to get it to launch, is what we think, mm-hmm. and we've raised uh, two hundred of that, and uh-huh. we've used it, and we've built it into a place where we've got you know fifteen beta testers, right? Actually, like having their bank accounts really tracked, and so working out the kinks because. Mm-hmm. We have a plan of like five stages of, of beta testing to right. go through to make sure, okay, are we doing the calculations correctly? Okay, are we categorizing income correctly? Okay, are we open to fraud? Okay, are we now transacting the money reliably? Right. Like there's a lot of steps to make sure. Oh, that, that is a complicated. This is people's money. You got to be that's trustworthy. That's people's money. You have to have trust and you also have to make sure that it doesn't bankrupt itself. It has to yeah. pay the people who are actually implementing it etc 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 yeah it's actually the thing that's really exciting to me is it has a revenue stream Mm -hmm. so we set it up like a utility we're not taking shareholders or vc money we're taking grants and we're taking like limited investments where people get a payout and then they're done um but there's because there's a revenue set up like a utility Mm -hmm. uh we'll get one percent of the money that goes through and at a certain point that becomes enough to cover our overhead and our expenses and we're going to build it into the framework that we're what we're making is more along the lines of a blended nonprofit cooperative where 
once we're making more money than we need, we're redirecting and we have to redirect all that money back towards public benefit. I was going to ask that question because 1% of a little is a little, but 1% of everything, it may be too much. Exactly. So at first I was thinking, like as we get bigger and bigger, we can start dropping down the 1%. Right. But the 1% doesn't really feel like anything to the user on an individual basis. Right. So what does that actually mean where if we're bringing in about 50 cents per user per week, like at 25,000 users, then we can cover our operations. Right. At a, a million users, we're bringing in half a million dollars right. a week. What if we could do something better to actually help the users and the membership, like offer more tools and more services? Right. Like, so this is where it becomes really disruptive is we can start building out the tools the members want. Like how, how do you, like what if we make something where the users can redirect a portion of their weekly, weekly payout into local funds right. and then vote on how it get, gets used and then all of a sudden start doing things with the commingle members like in that. their community more than their local governments I are doing. I like that. I, that's people, em empowered people. Yeah. Start connecting people, empowering right. people in any way we can. And the beauty of having it run like a utility is we can and I will be promising that we don't monetize in any other ways. Right. So we will never sell ads. We will never sell personal data. Right. You know, we won't do any of that. The Facebook, whatever, Twitter shit where it's like, their existence is predicated upon profit. Right. If we divorce ourselves from that, we can make our existence and our mission predicated on maximum empowerment of the members, the owners. I love the, where we're going. But let me ask you this before we close here. What's your background? I, 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 I always like to ask the background of somebody who's doing this kind of work. Um, like educational and Educational, and socially. How did you grow up? What made yeah. you feel that uh, you wanted to work with people that you know that needed help i grew up um like middle class privileged suburb kid you mm -hmm. know from colorado uh, my my background in education was uh uh i was a mechanical engineer uh, is what i got a degree in yeah i was never super passionate about it by right. the time uh it was a smart thing and i was good at it and i i really appreciate that way of thinking systems mm -hmm. thinking and design thinking i'm a mechanical engineer oh cool yeah i have a joke to tell you later okay. um um so my senior year in college, I'd taken an acting class and I was like, oh, wow, I, I actually need to try this. So I, I did like a year in engineering or uh, like at Lockheed. And then uh -huh. I, I abandoned it, came to New York and commenced to be super poor for the next 12 years. Oh, wow. Uh, we, trying we, to be an that's actor, that, screenwriter. We, we, that's interesting. And then I met my wife and uh -huh. she was coming off a, like a step up in her career as a documentarian. And she asked me, you know, I was still trying to make my own stuff happen and mostly bartending and stuff. Mm -hmm. She asked me to produce her next documentary, and she was still figuring out what it was going to be, and that became Bootstraps. So uh, I got launched into the UBI activism world. She is already doing a lot of environmental yeah. and, and stuff, um, and and I now I'm getting to make films. It's amazing how engineering teach you teaches you logical thinking that can promote these things because even UBI, right, does the logics behind how you implement all of this. The methodology that we get within the engineering structure. That's what struck there. me first, more yeah. than anything, more than the like yeah. the morality, the philosophy. I'm, I'm yeah. like I'm, I'm into all that. Right. But the very first thing that reached out to me was reading an article. Right when she was looking at her. Right. She was getting ready to do her documentary and just being blown away by this idea that, um, that that we can just do this. That yes. we have enough money to just do this. And I guess the uh, underlying assumption we all have, like I was in New York City, yeah. walking past homeless people like 50 times yeah. a, a day on my way to work or whatever. It's like, 
this problem must just be too big for us to handle or else like thinking I would love if there were some efficient program that would take my tax dollars yes. and effectively help yes. all of these people get their 100%. substance subsistence. Yes. yes, yes. Like I can't do it with my single dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make sure I can pay my rent. Mm -hmm. And how much is a dollar going to do one at a time for mm -hmm. someone? So this was like a slap in the face. Like actually we have the money to just do this. And to me, it was like, well, maybe I need to look at the math and do the napkin math. And I very quickly, I was like, okay, we have enough money to theoretically do this five Absolutely. times over yes. without the rich not being rich. Yes. You know, they still have a wide range in incomes and everything. And, um, and, and then the second thing that really appealed to me was I started posting a little bit like on, on Facebook, you know, you know, you always have that one friend who's on the exact opposite of the, end right. of the political spectrum who disagrees with you on exactly everything. I suddenly agreed. Suddenly agreed. Mike comes yeah. along. His name's Mike. And it's like, it doesn't matter what I say. It's like he has the exact opposite belief after like two, con and he comes along and I'm gearing up for like the painful argument. And after like two comments, he's like, yeah, I can see giving money to people. That just makes sense. Like this is the first really nonpartisan yes. idea yes. that is... Yes. It's just mathematically design-wise smart, and you can pitch it to, I don't care if it's a libertarian or a progressive or a neoliberal or an, an, or an atheist or an evangelical Christian. It doesn't, doesn't matter. There is a pitch to, because all it is is power to the people. Absolutely. That's all it is. You are so absolutely right. Uh, there's a reason why I wanted to talk to you uh, back then. There is a reason why I'm enjoying talking to you now. Mm -hmm. You got to get your damn message promoted all the cool. time. Thank you, my brother. Conrad, do you have any closer you want to say? I just want to plug if people want to go get on the mailing list to see when we launch. Go it's not a spamming plug, list. Plug it. A, plug it. Uh, Comingle.us. C-O-M-I-N-G-L-E.us. And we'll let you know when we launch. And then if you want to know when the uh, series is coming out, uh, bootstrapstv.com. Conrad, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics and yeah, Right. Thank you so much. All right. I mean, there's some good, there are a lot of activists out there doing some good work, things that really are there designed to help the working class, help the middle class. And uh, if we would just get there, if we would just let folks not continue to vote against their own interests, if we would just allow folks to really think straight, if we just allow folks to not buy into those who will continue to indoctrinate one into believing that they are less than, into believing that there's no other way other than having a whole bunch of plutocrats control absolutely everything. Thank you very much for uh, that, Yvette Avery Herod, stating that it's a, you enjoyed the interview. Uh, Paul Fleming says, we're being beyond the halfway. Oh, yes, thank you for that, Paul. Let me go ahead and play our requests. Folks, please continue to support us. And uh, para ver, there we go. Politics done right depends on you to keep doing what we do. What do we do? We make sure to keep, number one, the internet seeded with blogs and information to counter the right and to present what progressives represent for the benefit of us all to everybody so that it's not misread, misled by any other entity. We make sure and populate that internet with blogs, with videos, with all these other things to make sure that we are informed and to counter everything that you normally hear that, that are lying at the right. We also make sure to create articles in, in magazines, articles in newspapers all around the country to ensure, again, 
that our message gets out there. Last but not least, we also write books. As you see it, Class Warfare, the only re resort to right-wing doom, How to Make America Utopia, are two of the many books that I've written on these issues. So please support us in one of many ways. Numero uno, you can support us at PayPal, either one time or monthly. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. That is politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can support us by becoming a part of our YouTube channel, going to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, or you can support us in many other forms that you can find at politicsdoneright.com slash support. Be sure to visit our store, politicsdoneright.com slash store, and get our books at politicsdoneright.com slash books. Politics done right depend. And please don't forget to uh, help fund the trip we had where you're getting all these great interviews out of at our GoFundMe at politicsunright.com slash netroots, politicsunright.com slash netroots. I still have a whole lot of that cost to defray. It would be helpful. Thank you so kind. Eric, uh, let's say Bridge says, Eric, living where I do now, I'm overwhelmed by the community support. Unbelievable. And it has nothing to do with party or anything. A lot of the people I know out here, right? Folks that I consider good right-wingers, you know, and, and it's funny, when we're not talking politics, it's such a given society. Folks who care about each other, we got, we have fun. You know, we went out, you know, just today at Starbucks, I saw a whole lot of my right-winger friends, and, you know, it's amazing, you know. Uh, it's funny, one of them was about to jump on his bike, and he comes out and he said, Hey, Egberto, are you changing, uh, how is the change in the world going? And I'm like, oh, man, it's going great, it's going great. My white right-wing friend, but, you know, again, he gets it, he gets it. Yes, I'm out there doing my thing. Uh, we are out there doing our thing. Yeah, we're going to change the world. That's what it's all about. Uh, Daniel Ado says, Dev Denny, living under a rock, the FBI is now working for the Democrats. If you deny that, you have zero credibility. The, the, the FBI is now working for the Democrats. This is the same FBI that, that is being ruled by Donald Trump appointees. This is the same FBI that during the Clinton, uh, Clinton run came out right before the election and said, we are investigating Hillary Clinton. Um, no, I don't think anybody would lose credibility by if they say the FBI is not working for the Democrats because they're not. They're not. Pin, punto final. Egberto, speaking of going against one's own interests, I've, go back to, I've gone back to college at the age of 69 to obtain my bachelor's degree. Not a good idea. Looks like I'm going to make it. Keep trying. Why? I love I loved that you're doing If you want to get your bachelor's at 69, brother, get your bachelor's at 69. The, the degree is for you. You may want to show, I can do it. Others may want to say, I don't need to do it. If you, if you want to do it and feel like you want to do it, do it. You're learning. I always love learning. So keep Brother Cox. You're doing great. Get your BS, buddy. If that's what you want to do, do it. Proud of you, man. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Do it. And if for those of you who are listening who don't want to do that, I'm proud of you too. Don't do it. You know, that's what it's all about. I got one more video I need to, to give you real quick. Don't have much time, so let me go ahead and get it started. It's a good, good guy, Brett Pransky. Check him out. Welcome to Politics Done Right live from Netroots Nation 2022. We're here with Brett 
Bransky. I have to watch the way I say my end. Welcome to Politics and Right. Brent, you're with the Rick Smith Show. Yes, I am. You yes, know, I am. Thanks for having me. And you guys recognize that voice, right? Enough of you in Houston <laughs> are actually downloading his stuff. So talk to me about your show. First of all, talk to me. tell me a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. Um, I actually began my time uh, on the show as a guest. Mm -hmm. I was a candidate. I was running for a state legislature seat in Ohio. And I was on the show a couple times as a guest, really enjoyed it, really, you know, kind of kind of hit it off with Rick. And then when my when my campaign ultimately failed because I was I was running in one of those kind of blue dot in a red sea right, type areas. Right, right. So I kind of always knew the outcome. But the, the campaign was the campaign was the service. Right. Being out there and doing the things we had. We had a lot of good movement. We did good things in the race, but the end was predetermined. So. Um, after that was was over, Rick and I just got to talking, and we said, "Hey," he said, "Hey, why don't you come on board and help us, you know, help us build and grow the show?" And I've been here ever since. So it's been about um, what coming up on two years now. Oh, it's two, I, it's, for some reason it seemed like it's been longer than that. Yeah, it feels like that sometimes. Feel, well, you, <laughs> you know, know, this is hard work. It man. is definitely. People don't know how hard it is sometimes. It's incredibly hard work. Yes. Um, and you know, it's given me a lot of respect for because I didn't really know. I'd been a guest a couple of times. I'd done a few shows, mm -hmm. but I'd never really seen behind the curtain before. So right. getting that look at kind of how this stuff is created has just been—it's uh, been a fantastic experience, and it's kind of made me a true believer. I kind of mm -hmm. think that this is where, you know, if we're going to compete, you know, this is where it, this is where it has to begin. I want to touch on that in a little bit, but first of all, tell tell for those who don't know about the Rick Smith Show, mm -hmm. tell them about the show. Well, the easy way to describe us is uh, is a media option for the working class. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the show is grounded in kind of, you know, old school democratic principles. I like to call Rick a, a, a tool belt liberal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So kind of those those old school values that kind of, you know, talking about the things that hit people in their wallet and uh, in that kind of stuff and kind of motiv motivating them to get involved in the process that right. way, as opposed to the kind of old school kind of you know, left, right, we're just going to sit here and, and, and whack away at each other all the time. All the time, We try to take all the issues and give them a quarter turn mm -hmm. and talk about them in an up-down sense. Right. So it's a it's not a matter of are Democrats right or Republicans right, is the left right, is the right right, or anything like that. It's more about, um, you know, the up and down of it. Is the, right. uh, are you better off today than you were yesterday? Right. Is it looking like we can be better off tomorrow? And how do we get there? So these are the kinds of things we talk about on a daily basis. Now, um, tell us now, where do you think we are as a society mm. uh, with, with respect to uh, the working class? And where do, mm -hmm. what do we need to do to go forward? Because earlier you mentioned you think this is how we are going to make that move with these right. types of programs to enlighten and, and I learned at a conference I went to recently, not to use the word empower, because people are already empowered. They just need to know that they are. Right. Right. So uh, how, how do we uh, use these programs to get there? Well, I think there's a couple of things that, that we do. And to, to be honest, um, we're going to want to mimic some of the things that have been done on the right for the last 40, 50 Explain. years. Uh, for, well, first of all, um, we need to start earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's why I, I believe that, you know, the, the radio podcast universe is is the way, is the path. Um, because they start first thing in the morning. You right. turn on your radio, and not to mention, you know, while it's a video-driven culture, and you know, it's and there's there's no questioning that. Um, no one's watching YouTube at work. Right. You know what I mean? They turn on the radio, they turn on a, a, a podcast, podcast or right. something like that. So, to be uh, in people's ears, you know, while they're on the shop floor, while they're in the office, or something like that, this is still the medium to be in. Right. Um, and so that's why you know I've I've chosen to to try to make an impact here as opposed to you know, going into some other universe. Well, I mean, the good thing about it is that in as much as you're saying, uh, yeah, people are going to listen uh, mm -hmm. on when they're in the work, 
you guys do video also. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We got a we've got a television show on Free Speech TV. Um, we're in you know roughly 65 million homes twice a week. Mm -hmm. um, so there's definitely a video component to what we do. And then yeah, we have all the streaming options as well. Right. Just like just like every your YouTube's and you can find us on Twitch and, and some of these other places as well. Um, but the core. You know the the core of the program is, is still is still the, the the podcast and the radio show. Right, that's what we are at our at our heart, and everything builds off of that. And now, what are in, in all this work that you're doing? What are you trying to tell the working class right now? Right now is that um, probably the probably the, the message that we push the most often could probably be boiled down into this, and that is that the world around you, especially the media universe, they're using left right issues to steer you away from up down issues. So we Repeat are actually. That. I think that's an important statement you just made there. Well, uh, it's it's kind of like you know in the past we we you know have we we've used race to hide class and some of these other issues and we use it to divide people. That left right division is intentional, you know, and it's and it's well financed, and it's one of those things that if I can get you to, you know, to disagree with these other people who you would otherwise join hands with, because keep in mind, the the people who are out there fighting it out on on Facebook pages every day. Most of them work for a living. Mm -hmm. Most of them, you know, outside of that particular, you know, right or left-leaning ideology are almost identical, at least economically. Um, and they all have the same kind of interest, and there's a lot of interest in pushing in the same direction, you know, to, to get better, you know, better wages, hours, conditions, better lives for our families, better futures for our kids. These are things that everyone wants. But if we actually were to unite behind those principles, there's a whole lot of people in Washington, D.C. to be going home. You know, so, you know, so what we have is this, is this, this use of division you know, to keep people who would otherwise join together from joining together so that the, the people who are currently running things can keep running it. Right. So. Now, Brett, what would you have liked me to ask you that I haven't thus far? Uh, let's see. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Let that's me see always here. my last question. If you, yeah, watch, you, you, if you watch my programs, you'll see that's always my last question. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think that... Um, you know, I, I, the, the basic plug stuff, maybe, you know, kind of where we where we can be found and how often and things like that. Um, how about when are you, you know, when are you coming to Texas on the radio? That's well, a question I'd well, like to ask. you go ahead and you, 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 you talk to Texans and say, hey, when sure. are we going to get the, the Rick Smith show on KPFT? Yeah, well, that's what I'm hoping for. That's really what I, what I want to do. I want to bring the show to Texas. I want to bring the show to, you know, to where there's, you know, so many so many working people who right. you know i think could get some real value out of our messaging so you know as as soon as possible i would love to bring content um you know to kpft and you know hopefully this is something that that the folks and you know and us can talk about you know get it started as soon as we can well look i i appreciate you sitting down here with me because you guys do a lot a lot of very good work and 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 nobody can argue about your approach so thank you so kindly for having oh, been thanks on for having done right thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah, I really enjoyed uh, spending some time with Brett, Brett over the three days that we, we were there on Radio Row on, uh, on, on the floor. Uh, we had a whole lot of great conversation. Uh, let's see what else we... Uh, yeah, look, look, Carl Cox, let me tell you something, brother. You're in the field. You're doing the work. It comes. You know, you, you, you look here. Uh, failure is just the next time, the, the next step to success. Don't ever forget that. I, 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 I used to tell my daughter something special. I have failed more than I have succeeded. And I think that is the result from everybody, right? I mean, because you have to, you, you fail, you fail, you fail, you succeed. And when you find that succeeding path, that's only one, right? So you fail and fail and fail till you succeed. And then you stay there for a while till you get to the other iteration. 
So, you know, um, I always look at failure as the next stepping stone. I've written several books. I've failed at two. Four of them have been great. You know what I mean? So, uh, look, uh, you, you hang in there, brother. And, and this goes for absolutely anybody in the program. Uh, you know, I mean, we, I know we have a farmer here that has had issues, you know. Uh, stay with the program, brother. You'll, you'll, you'll do just fine. We here at Politics Done Right and all the progressives are fighting for policies that is going to ensure, that are going to ensure that every single person that watches this program and that shares these ideologies, which are many, will ultimately come out ahead. Because we know, we know that the others that are pushing the other kind of ideology are there just to have you vote against your own interests? Are there simply to make you believe fallacies and act on said fallacies? And when you act on said fallacies, they are never there to defend you. They, 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 they sucker you into whatever they can. And after you've been suckered, they try to point the finger somewhere else. And then that's what it is. Um, Mike Cisak, before I go, it's 4 o'clock, but before I go, I just want to answer that. Mike Cisak says, so far, the political left policies are killing farmers and the middle lower classes. That can be mathematically proven as false. The policies that empower mega corporations are the ones who are buying up your land, Mr. Cisak, and creating corporate Forming, Mr. CSAC, they're the ones who are monopolizing on the products that you use so that when you go to buy those products, they are prohibitively high. Again, I can prove that neoliberalism by Democrats and the entire right-wing Republican uh, Party leadership is responsible for the angst, is responsible for the poverty, is responsible that for all that is wrong in America. Notice I didn't just point it to Republicans because that's not the case. It's not just Republicans. Neoliberal Democrats as well as all right-wing Republicans are responsible for the angst, the pain, the poverty, and the transfer of wealth from the many to the few. That's a fact that it's not very difficult to prove. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and I wish you all a very, very solid weekend. I'll be playing a few shows this weekend as well, but anyway, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.